like making some of the best games in the late 90s and then being irrelevant for the rest of time, so are the games of our lives. I am Rareware, and these are the games of our lives. Super Mario and Pokemon and all the games that took us to another place and made us want to keep playing all night. These are the games of our lives. <laughs> Welcome everybody to the Games of Our Lives podcast. My name is Bill the Fajita, accompanied by Tony as always, and this week we have a wonderful special guest. His name is unanimous with Rareware video games and platform games in the YouTube-verse and on Twitch. The man is Josh Jepson. Welcome to the to the podcast. Woo! Hello. Thank you for having me as the first guest, nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. This That's is an honor. Uh, a little... I, I'm, we're, ha- we're honored to have you here. Uh, this is a little uncharted territory. We're really excited to, to have you here. Hell yeah, man. Thank you. And as always, let's get this going. We're going to start with some news. Big news in Super Smash Brothers. Of course, this is the biggest news of the week, most likely. Eh, second biggest news. We got some other things to talk about. But (laughs) we got Sora in Smash. Is this the pick that you guys wanted? Is this something that you guys are hyped about? Like, what are your thoughts on Sora in Smash? Yeah, I uh, I have a mixed relationship with Kingdom Hearts. But Sora the character is fine. Uh, I'm I'm actually, I think, looking back on it now, Sora makes so much sense. And the only thing that was keeping everybody from thinking like, oh, Sora will definitely get in is the the licensing and everything. So yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. I think it's it's a, it's a really good pick for the final character. There couldn't really be another one, honestly. Uh, yeah, I agree with what Josh said. Uh, I, I mean, surprisingly, Kingdom Hearts is a game that I don't really play too much. For anyone that listens, they know that I, I love talking about games, but I don't really play them. Um, <laughs> but in terms of Smash, I think calling this game smash ultimate is just the perfect name i mean i can't (laughs) believe they got sora a disney character in i mean i was pulling real hard for aunt jemima i was a little disappointed (laughs) when she didn't make the cup but honestly this is just so so good and it just says just volumes about sakurai and his team and what they were able to accomplish with, with a game like this i mean it's just unbelievable they have ryu i mean just main characters of other fighting games are in this fighting game like this is just the ultimate game and Sora is just such a a perfect addition and I love it I love it even if I don't like the character of the game that much I love it I love how Sakurai was able to toe the line because one of the biggest rivalry battles throughout this whole process of revealing characters has been anime swordsmen versus adorable platformers and (laughs) Sora is the perfect marriage of both yeah. he is both an anime swordsman and an adorable platformer so i honestly this is a home run maybe a grand slam i think yeah. so yeah oh yeah. agreed unfortunately on the Saturn news we had a big twitch leak this week a 4chan user leaked user payouts and source codes for all the accounts on twitch uh including mobile desktop and console clients twitch claims that no login information was stolen However, they did uh, end up resetting everybody's stream keys and encouraged users to update their information. This is a big oopsie doopsie on Twitch. Uh, <laughs> very, <laughs> very oopsie doopsie. You know, this comes at a, a really weird time for Twitch because there's been a lot of larger creators who've been making the jump from Twitch to other platforms such as YouTube or uh, mm. Facebook or whatever. Uh, and this may be 
kind of a, a sentinel event that may encourage more people to make that jump. Yeah, people are kind of starting to lose their trust a little bit in Twitch, I feel. Um, and rightfully so. I think uh, overall, I think it'll be fine for Twitch. But it, it is a blow to people who trust Twitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, and so a lot of people are going to jump ship to YouTube or other platforms. Um, you know, it just... Twitch is the, the pinnacle of game streaming right now. And uh, even though YouTube technically has a larger viewer base... Uh, I still think that the streaming experience on Twitch is uh, is unmatched. It's the optimal experience uh, for for online streaming right now. YouTube's UI just it doesn't hold a candle to it. Yeah, it's too bad too because YouTube streaming is uh, much higher quality than Twitch. Um, my stream oh, looks funny, f like gorgeous on YouTube, <laughs> and they're always like lower quality on Twitch because they have that that bitrate cap on Twitch. And YouTube doesn't really. You can stream in 4K if you want. Oh wow, I didn't I didn't even realize that, but that's that's crazy. Tony, what do you think is a good punishment for the people who uh leaked this information? Uh 40 lashes, 9 <laughs> wet noodles, um no TV for 2 weeks and two weeks. 4 Hail Marys and no <laughs> dessert for 2 years. Three years. <laughs> wow. Harsh, Tony harsh. coming down hard. <laughs> harsh but fair. <laughs> I mean, that's that's not nice what they did. That's, that's like, it's one not. of my biggest fears if I was, like... And I've been thinking about buying a, an old Elgato and testing the, <laughs> the waters of streaming. And I'm like, oh, that's that's not what I want to hear. Security is, like, my number one, <laughs> like, fear factor. And... <laughs> That's that's they just picked a whole bouquet of oopsie daisies is what <laughs> Twitch did. Well, well, guess what? Um, you could survive the former show uh, on Fox called Fear Factor because if you're streaming on Twitch, fear is not a factor for you. Oh, well done. <laughs> King Segway. Insert applause. <laughs> Let's stop talking about this sad Twitch stuff, and let's talk about something that's really, really awesome. Uh, something super dreadful. We got Metroid Dread coming out literally today. Woo! Uh, day of this recording. Actual King Segway. I, I picked up my copy uh, like 30 minutes before this podcast. <laughs> oh, beautiful, beautiful. I bought it digitally. I just don't have room for video games anymore. So yeah. I haven't played it yet, but I am super stoked. This is going to be this wild situation here. My first ever Metroid game. <gasps> you pretty, yeah, I mean, you picked a good one. I, th I, th I think. I think this is a good place to start for a lot of people. Uh, like when I was ten, I or eleven, when uh, Metroid Prime first came out, I played it for like half an hour, and my eleven-year-old brain was like, "This isn't <laughs> Super Mario. This isn't. This isn't Banjo Kazooie, the greatest video game of all time. This is weird little space aliens. I'm out." But uh, <laughs> I am. So hyped for this. This is the first 2D game in the franchise since 2004. First home console 2D game since nine, literally since Super Metroid. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, didn't shoot? Didn't Fusion come out in? You said 2004. Fusion was Game Boy Advance, right? So 2002. That, there was a sequel to Fusion, I believe. It was uh, Zero Mission. Ah, uh, Zero Mission is actually a remake of the first Metroid game. Oh, geez. So I guess yeah. Fusion 2002. Yeah. Yeah, Fusion is Metroid 4, and the, and Dread is Metroid 5, and there's 19 years between the two. <laughs> Holy smokes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 
you know, if, if all things go well, you, you have to assume that Nintendo's going to be like, all right, people actually love uh, Metroid. He's a pretty cool guy, this Metroid character. <laughs> Let's make more games about him in the future. <laughs> I, I'm still waiting for the game where we find out wh- where, uh, like, how Metroid crawls. That's what I want to know. I want to know where Metroid crawls to. Listen, this is, why the, <laughs> this is why the Nintendo buried the Wii U, because people were asking too many questions. And they're like, no, we're going we're gonna to cut the Hydra off at the head here. We're done with this. <laughs> Guys, we have a Nintendo Switch coming out. You don't have to play that silly old Wii U anymore. Stop asking about <laughs> Metroid crawling. <laughs> I, th- I think that I think we just like uncovered something real though with that. Uh, the conspiracy of Metroid crawling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's it's real. <laughs> you know what else came out today? The Switch OLED came out today too. That's right. The Switch OLED came out today. Uh, I I really actually want to pick up just the dock. For someone yeah. who like already has the Switch, I know they're selling the OLED dock separately. It looks like the OLED dock is like 4K compatible from what people have been saying. Whoa. And it's it's got that like sexy little light in the front, which <laughs> I mean, let's be real, that's like the real moneymaker right there. It's got it's a light up dock. Are you kidding me? Keep it keep it keep it PG. Yeah, the original Switch dock is honestly kind of low quality, <laughs> to <Yeah>. be honest. <laughs> so. and, and that's like an eighty dollar piece of hardware. I don't know what the dock alone is price wise but you know honestly it's it's worth it to me yeah uh and i've heard nothing but great things about the oled and i i'm so jealous of the double white joy cons i know they they look so good i uh i had a custom joy cons for a while that were white and then Ooh, they came. Then nice. they announced the switch, and I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> it, it sucked too because I couldn't send my uh, Joy Cons in to get the the drift repaired because they were custom. Oh no! Oof! Nintendo, let's let's get a uh, let's get those Joy Con drifts fixed. That would be great. You could put it on the list right after figuring out how Metroid crawls. Ooh, uh, not over it yet. <laughs> never will be. <laughs> and I never played a Metroid game up to this point in time, so. Yeah, you're really for someone for no that <laughs> for someone that has very few dogs in the race, you're pretty upset about this. <laughs> Listen, I don't often take shots at Nintendo. True, but I'll take shots at them over games I've never played before any day of the week. <laughs> That's allowable on this podcast. That is allowable. <laughs> and the last piece of news: uh, uh, Do you guys have anything else to add for Metroid Dread? I just hope that Metroid can crawl in this one. Oh, I just, please. you know, we hadn't, we hadn't what, talked about that one enough. What a, what a good, oh my god, like imagine though if that is an ability in the game, that would be so broken. Oh my god. So, last piece of news, this is easily the most important piece of news uh, for the entire podcast, maybe for the entire world. I got a new kitten last weekend, and, and his name is Chalupa Spider-Man, and... <laughs> I love him with all of my heart. That's not even a joke. That is actually his name. Chalupa Spider-Man. <laughs> what? Uh, my girlfriend and I watched this show, The League, on FX, and one of the characters loses a bet in the show. It's a show about fantasy football, and one of the other people in the fantasy league gets to name their kid, and they named their kid Chalupa Batman, but... My girlfriend and I have a lot of Spider-Man in-jokes with each other, 
neither of us actually even like Spider-Man that much. It's just like memes about Spider-Man. Yeah. So we decided to name him Chalupa Spider-Man. And we call him Chalupa for short. And he is just a precious baby boy. And I would do anything for him. So cute. Uh, I haven't I haven't established his own Instagram yet, <laughs> but you know it 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 does warrant looking into because apparently that's the law when you get a new kitten these days. You gotta make social accounts for them. I do need to see more of Chalupa. I will be posting plenty on my personal Instagram and on Twitter and all that fun jazz. Anybody who requests pictures, I will gladly dump hundreds of photos into your Discord. So don't you worry. <laughs> Thank you for blessing my timeline. <laughs> As always will. Always will. Chalupa, Chalupa will most likely be a daily occurrence for a long time. Homie is climbing on my Nintendo 64 shelf like he's not just walking next to some wildly, wildly unprotected games right now. <laughs> and that does it for the news for this week. Without further ado, let's talk about what we're here for. As you know, on the games of our lives, we talk about a new video game or franchise each week and how that game impacted our lives growing up. And today is a very special day because we are choosing my favorite video game of all time, Banjo-Kazooie. Yes! Yes! The angels sing as Banjo (laughs) comes down from the clouds. As they should. I mean, this game is... (laughs) This game is a rare masterpiece, and I mean that in both senses. Not only yes. is it uncommon to find a game this powerfully good, but it's also made by Rare. <laughs> Banjo-Kazooie is an action platformer that came out back in 1998 for the Nintendo 64, released by Rare, and it is a 3D platformer where you play as a wonderful bear and a, a bombastic bird and you have to save Banjo's little sister Tootie from the evil witch Gruntilda by traveling through her lair filled with magical worlds and a really cool shaman named Mumbo. And lots of jumping and collecting. <laughs> it's, it, it is honestly the first game after Mario 64 that you could really say took the Mario 64 mold and kind of perfected the collectathon. Looking back, one of like the tightest collectathon games from that era yeah and really really just like a showcase for how to make a game not feel too long while still having a pretty expansive world the first time i had this game i was a little baby boy it was christmas morning uh probably christmas 98 i woke i woke up went downstairs saw that santa had delivered (laughs) and opened banjo kazooie started playing it that day ignored my family who had nothing to do with purchasing it because santa did it and only played banjo kazooie for the next like 24 hours <laughs> for the next 24 years <laughs> yeah actually yeah for the- <laughs> damn it <laughs> never has there been a more efficient gift <laughs> it is 25 years old now isn't it or 20 years yeah. at least oh my god hold on hold out? on 1997 it's 90 98 98 it's 2021 now so it's like 47 it, it's 132 <laughs> years old yeah <laughs> that's crazy yeah wow. i remember when i got that that same christmas in 98 was uh the year i got my n64 and i my my aunt bought it for me and she didn't know you know the the super nintendo from the 
the N64 from the Sega Genesis. She didn't know what the hell she was buying. And so all the games that I got for that Christmas were Super Nintendo games and not Nintendo 64 games for my new Nintendo 64. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so so be, my parents felt real bad. So we went to the Best Buy the next day and got I got to pick out my own games. And Banjo-Kazooie was the one that I... Actually, I, I take it back. Conker's Bad Fur Day was the one I picked out. <laughs> <laughs> and my parents said, nah, maybe not that one. <laughs> so uh, so I picked out Banjo-Kazooie and Glover. So that, that's my origin story. <laughs> Tony, did you have this game growing up? I did not, actually. I didn't have it until a few years ago. This is one where I'm going to just enjoy some popcorn right now and listen to you guys <laughs> just absolutely praise and dig deep in that loving childhood and all those memories and just have at it and i am here if you need me <laughs> Com- well, you, you can be the comic relief i i will try <laughs> but that's about all i'm doing these days <laughs> hey no comic relief is valuable it's important maybe the most important part in 2021, we need more of that comic relief. That's so much pressure, though, right now. <laughs> don't know if I could. I'll try. I will try. But, you, you, yeah, you don't want to hear my, my banjo stories about 30 seconds long, so you guys oh, go man. ahead. <laughs> banjo originally came out for the Nintendo 64. It had a re-release uh, on the Xbox 360 back in 2008. So it was the 10-year anniversary, and the game came out. It had updated graphics. It had an updated uh, control mapping, which, honestly, I, to this day, think that Xbox Live Arcade's version of Banjo-Kazooie is the definitive way to play the game right now. Yes. I I actually agree. Purists will say the N64 is the N64. you got to play on the old stuff. Some people will point to the fact that in the Xbox version, uh, a lot of the collectibles, you know, once you collect it, they're collected if you die it's yeah. whatever but in the old game if you died in a level anything you collected became uncollected i think outside of jiggies yeah jiggies were the only thing so if you were like at like 98 notes and you were trying to collect the notes in rusty bucket bay and you ran into these circular <laughs> fans and they killed you at 95 <laughs> notes you had to purchase a new copy of banjo kazooie because you broke yours because it was so frustrating <laughs> yeah, it's so frustrating yeah i mean there's a lot of times that that happened to me when i was a child it still happens to me to this day when i play the n64 version so yeah i mean if you want a nice casual experience uh the xbox version is where it's at but now it's coming out on the nso the nintendo switch online eventually right which is like it's going to be the original N64 version as from what I've been able to tell uh, across the board everybody that's what everybody's saying which which means that it will go back to not having the notes keep when you die I I wonder how they'll uh, they'll mess around with the C stick mapping I wonder if they'll just put it or the C buttons I wonder if they'll just direct it to right stick or if I am imagine that's what they'll do they I mean they they had like a little bit of a uh, a combination of that on the Xbox version. Like, the right stick still did some of the moves. Um, right. It was mainly just, like, they moved the talent trot to the to the triggers. That was, like, the big change. Honestly, that maybe would maybe was the best quality of life change. Was yeah, it was. trot to the twigger, trigger. Because figuring out which, uh, which direction the talent trot was was always a pain because you would fire an egg or, like, do some you other thing. You ever just wing, <laughs> waste a golden feather? Yes! All the time! 
<laughs> You're like, I only have ten of these. Up, oh, I only have nine of these. Up, oh, I only have eight of these. No, <laughs> I just, just want to go fast. Trot. <laughs> I just want to go fast. There are nine wonderful worlds in this game. Uh, I think if you count Grunty Industries, or I'm sorry, Grunty uh, Grunty's Lair. Uh, Josh, what's your favorite level in the game? Ten. There's ten, including Grunty's ten. Lair. Oh, there's ten. If you if you include Grunty's Lair. If you don't, it's okay. nine individual levels. My favorite is Click Clock Wood. <sighs> I mean, it doesn't get much beautiful. better than... It literally doesn't. It's, it's like four levels in one, kind of. I love the time mechanic of, like, like there's different ages, like, different seasons. Like, I love that. Yeah, I don't know. It, that one and and Treasure Trove Cove are always were always my favorites. All right, first of all, you're not allowed to steal the host's answers <laughs> word for word like hey, this. Hey, you should have gone first then. <laughs> I was I was literally t I was like I'm gonna ask this question and I'm right now I'm torn between uh, Treasure Trove Cove and Click Clock Wood. Which one do I go for? <laughs> Both. They're Both. so good. They're so good in the music. I think slaps the hardest in those two levels, particularly. Yeah. The fact that Click Clock Wood has four different songs attributed to it for seasonal changes. And Treasure Trove Cove is just like, it's a freaking island bop. Like, it just feels mm -hmm. good. Yeah. They uh, they did a really fantastic, I mean, Grant Kirkhope is a legend, so. Oh my gosh. Grant Kirkhope is an absolute legend. He is just, him and David Wise, the two rare boys, are... Chef's kiss to the universe, all the infinite good karma to them because ah, they know what they're doing. Yeah, for sure. Tony, Tony. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, Tony. um, uh, if they let you keep the notes even after you die, that's music <laughs> to my ears. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, you you did play the game, right? Yeah, you could you could call it that. <laughs> <laughs> Does 15, 20 minutes count as playing it? or You dipped your toes in the water. Oh, so you must love Spiral Mountain. It's Just... it's very spirally. I mean, for sure. I think anyone could agree with that. Hard to disagree. That I mean, the mountain right in the middle does spiral up. It's a spiral, and <laughs> it's a mountain. And all right, all right. Here's all right. Here's my banjo kazooie experience. Not sure if it'll top your guys, but I'll let you know how it went for me. I got it a few years ago, probably five years ago, something like that, and uh, turned it on. I'm like, all right, I'm playing this game. Really, really good platform. This is going to be sick. Play the first level. S not a big fan of collectathons at all. So this is already not... I mean, I like the the feel of the game. I like the music. It, it's it's kind of like... I don't want to say corny, but it's charming and like kind of a weird off putting kind of it's a cute game and it's it's so cool at the same time and i'm like this is gonna be sick okay don't really like collecting things up oh, i was very close to beating the first level and i died or i went back to the overworld and i went back in and i was like i i i don't have to collect i don't have to collect all this stuff again right now do i, I just got everything nope i had to that was pretty frustrating the overworld was kind of cool and then i went to the i think the second level is 
treasure trove cove, right? It's like the islandy yeah. kind of yeah. water level that I also don't like water levels too much. And <laughs> it, it was like, oh, stand on this platform and learn a new move, and that'll help you collect more things. And I was like, you know what? It, I, I don't need the things. You keep the things. If they're lost, <laughs> I got to crab attacking me or whatever's over here this is i i don't want them i don't want them and that was it and it was back to mario kart or something whatever it was that is the, the god's honest truth of what happened with that game with me in your timeline grunty's hot so yeah there not, you go. Oh, not a worst case scenario <laughs> i i get that i get not uh not liking the collectathon thing that much because i i for me, I really love it just because it's like this very meditative process of like you really get like the muscle memory. You play it over and over again and you get the muscle memory for it. And I just I like that kind of game where I just feel it's a comfort game. Like I can just run around and screw around and not even like worry about what the hell's going on. You know, I don't care that much about like I'm not a huge on stories and video games and stuff like I it's fine. Like some games have like a really deep storyline or whatever. And that's like their draw. Uh, Banjo is not that. You know, some some games have, you know, like a level up system or something that's like a big draw for people, like people like grindy games or whatever. Some people like that. I just like jumping around. (laughs) (laughs) Respect. Respect for that. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. I remember in Mario Tennis for N64, if you play as Mario and you score a point on your opponent, if like your little reward is you just get to run around until the next serve. And that little running around, like it, it just felt so good. And I was like, yeah. this is it. Like this Freedom. is so good. Like, yeah. So running around <laughs> and jumping and just being in a, a different universe, it really does. It, it, it's meditative and it takes you away. And it's something very nice about just exploring and. I'm the kind of person that likes leveling up, and I love a good story, whether it be in a game or a movie or anything like that. I like pretty much live for the story, but gotta respect that though. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> love it. I love it. Listen, who doesn't love just five hours of playing this game and just hearing <laughs> I, while I, while you're talent trotting around the entire world? I, I actively chose not to use the talent trot many times as a child because of how annoying it was. For that reason, oh my god! I was like, it, I'd rather play slow <laughs> than than listen to Kazooie go the whole game. My my girlfriend is like, so I I'm uh, I'm gonna be doing a speed run for charity of this game in a couple of weeks, and we'll talk about that before the end of the episode, but. Before I started doing this and doing a little practicing, my girlfriend's like, uh, am I going to have to hear for, you know, four hours every day? And she, I'm like, kind of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, Ch- Chalupa finds it therapeutic, so uh, what he says goes. <laughs> I, I love the way that they did some of the sound design in this game, too, um, because there's so much music and so many sound effects in this game. Uh, I believe they had, like, trouble fitting a lot of stuff in. So the reason there's a ton of, like, marimbas and, like, those type uh, instruments and stuff like that are because those file types are a little bit smaller than other types of music. So that kind of added to, like, the banjo vibe. And then doing the voices, just doing, like, the (laughs) uh, things 
cut down a lot on file size as well because I think they wanted to do voice acting at first. Hmm. Yeah, they did, and they settled on that because it was smaller. Uh, like you said, it the the I just looked it up. The N sixty four cart size was sixty four megabytes. <laughs> So the entire game had to fit into 64 megabytes. So yeah, they had a little bit of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> a, little, a little tiny. That's cr it's crazy how far games have come. I'm pretty sure like the latest Call of Duty, uh, you have to like download like a 215 gigabyte file in order to play the game. Oh, oh my, my god. god, can I rant about that for a second? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I fully, I fully believe that that is a way of making the only game on your hard drive Call of Duty and nothing else. <laughs> like, if you want to play Call of Duty, you only play Call of Duty, and you don't get to play other games, and this is how we do it. <laughs> and if you want to play a different game, you'll just have to re-download a 200-gigabyte file. Yeah! What? No! And you know what's crazy? So this is something that I've learned over the last year because, you know, with uh, this wild thing going around the last couple of years, you may have heard of it, it's a respiratory virus. Um, I've been inside playing a lot more video games. When you download a game, that that file size gets applied to like your data that you have at home. And I actually exceeded my data limit. Oof. Which I didn't realize was a thing yeah. until recently. Cause like I downloaded like probably over several games, like 300 gigabytes worth of games. And I got a, a notification saying like, Hey, you need to slow down, buddy. You are, you are downloading <laughs> a storm right now. Uh, could you, could you maybe just stick to your Nintendo 64 games, or we're gonna charge you money? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, they updated that recently. I, I can only assume like Comcast or some other whatever company, but yeah, they they uh, they added the caps again and charged everybody an extra fifty dollars a month to re remove the cap. Which, of course, I, as a streamer, had to pay. <laughs> Xfinity did that to me, and I was like, you dirty dogs. And, of course, I paid to to make it unlimited because, you, like you said, you have to. Yeah. But I was like, you dirty Like, I feel I feel taken advantage of here. This yeah, is was a nasty. violation of my rights or something. I don't know. It kind of feels like it. It should be a right, honestly. At this point, internet should just be a right. It felt yucky hearing that from the company. I was like, this is, like representative on the phone do you agree with what you're doing right now how's your conscience feeling can you sleep at night <laughs> steve on the phone's like i get paid 14 dollars an hour and uh i'm still short on rent please stop yelling at me i'm gonna be uber eatsing later <laughs> shout out to steve he's putting in the work you gotta give him credit steve's my trying. boy steve from xfinity Steve from Xfinity, man. Shout outs. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, another cool thing at the end of this game is you get a sweet reward for 100%ing the game. And by that, I mean collecting all of the notes and jiggies. Uh, there are a couple of doors right before the end game where you can unlock a full refill of all of your supplies as well as double health, which is yeah. really fun because you can like cheese your way through the grunty fight with double health so easily. Yes. I think outside of Bowser for Mario 64, Grunty may have been the first video game boss. Like I I like final boss I defeated as a kid. Oh, and, wow. I mean like I mean like outside of like I don't know, like as far as 3D games go. Like I played a mm -hmm. ton of Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo is like my growing up bread and butter. But this was like the first one. I think I beat this before I defeated Ganondorf because Ganondorf with two scale you knock away in a time. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> God, it is. 
He's a terrifying dude in that game. I, I just I was playing that yesterday and I was like, damn, Ganon Ganon ain't messing around. <laughs> but Grunty and and like for the sequel, Tui, uh the Grunty fights are a pretty big learning curve in the game overall. The rest of the game is relatively relatively casually paced. Nothing is really too difficult. All the enemy encounters are kinda you know, you get your three hits and call it a day sort of thing. But then Grunty is a hard boss fight. Yeah. Grunt, the Grunty fight is a lot more involved than, I would say, than pretty much any other N64 bot. Like, I mean, you, you mentioned Bowser from Mario 64. It's like, yeah, there, there was that. And it, it was it was, it was was visually impressive and whatever. But honestly, the Grunty fight just had so many, like, stages. And, like, the she talked to you throughout it. And... You, you utilize all your moves throughout the game and like it's just really it's just really well put together boss fight. it was super creative i when i saw that like the flight pad got revealed and then you had to like use your like beak buster on her and it was like damn they really thought of everything so fun it was, yeah it was so fun and then uh you know at the end of the day you get to see the witch get toppled the giant boulder falls on her and you get to save tootie and Hang out on a on an island with Mumbo and drink smoothies. Definitely not adult drinks. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not. No, no, no. You know Mumbo. He's uh he's sober now. Mumbo's a Mormon. He doesn't he, he doesn't touch this stuff. <laughs> but yeah, no. This uh this game is. I will say it. I I think it is my, you know, like my mac and cheese of video games. Like I can come back and eat a little bit of banjo any day of the week it is delicious it is my favorite game yes same and and the sequel while in my opinion not as good flow wise did a lot of cool stuff but that's for another episode of course if if you haven't played it and you have an opportunity for someone brand new to the game it's probably an eight hour experience totally worth it super fun yeah it's 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 absolutely worth it and on the subject, because you mentioned briefly about uh, like completion bonuses, there is one other completion bonus if you get all the jiggies in the game. Mumbo will show you these pictures of stuff that you quote unquote missed throughout the That's game. That's right. And th- these quote unquote things that you missed were uh, an unde- undeveloped feature called stop and swap, <laughs> which is was this supposed to be this thing where you like took the game cartridge out of. Uh, the banjo kazooie game cartridge out, but Banjo Tooie in the cartridge to unlock stuff in the sequel, and uh, and you had to collect these eggs and this ice key, and everybody could see the ice key in Freeze Easy Peak. You could see yep. it behind the ice wall, and mm-hmm. no one had any idea what the hell the, any of that was for many many years, and it was the biggest mystery of banjo fans growing up. <laughs> it was so weird. It wow. was so like it was. It was like Mew under the truck growing up, except you could see, except you could see Mew. Yeah, you're like exactly. I'm looking at him right there, but there's a wall. <laughs> what is this key? Where are these eggs? How do I unlock these unlockable, like not these locked doors that like they're just locked forever? And, so. and these were the, these were days of like early internet too, so it's like any information you got was like questionable at best. There weren't really a lot of quote like hackers around to kind of like sequence break the game so much and yeah. you didn't really see it happen so it was really like a mystical mystical thing and you're right they had this thing called hot swapping where yep. the nintendo 64 would actually hold on to just a teensy bit of data for a short amount of time so when you took out banjo kazooie 
and put in Banjo-Tooie, there'd still be that little bit of data that Tooie would be like, oh, I recognize this. Uh, yep. Let's go. And <laughs> a wild concept. Like, it, even to this day, it sounds like such an aggressively, like, psychotic <laughs> right. thing to do. Well, I yeah, and, well, and the reason why they canned it is because the original N64s, um, they held onto that data for, like, 10 to 15 seconds, but then they updated the N64, like, the hardware, and it would only hold onto that data for, like, three to five seconds. And <laughs> Nintendo was like, that's just too short. You're going to, people are going to break their console. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> people are going to break their games here if we keep doing this. <laughs> I mean, and let's be real, like, we've spent the last 20 years blowing into our, our cartridges, so we've already been breaking them ourselves good enough, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, we've been breaking down the the things with our spit. <laughs> Just melting the cartridge. Like, and, and I didn't learn until I was much older than... Uh, necessary that blowing into the cartridges is just absolutely it literally does not even help the nintendo 64 games <laughs> no um the only thing that really helps it in my experience is just alcohol and a q-tip but aggressively yes. blowing on it and slamming it like windmill slamming it as hard as i can <laughs> into the nintendo 64 <laughs> weirdly is not the move <laughs> yeah the thing i always did was wiggle it a bit mm -hmm. i had to wiggle it back and forth like, uh, turn it on. Oh, nope, still not working. Turn it off. Uh, wiggle it again. Uh, okay, turn it on. All right, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> and and now that and now that a lot of like the batteries are starting to go on Nintendo 64 games, uh, I can blame it on Nintendo if the file's not there anymore instead of <laughs> me just assaulting my cartridge for the last 20 yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will be sad the day that my original uh, Banjo-Kazooie cartridge the save battery dies. I'll, I'll be glad. I, it, it, it's still there, fortunately. <clears throat> it still works for now. We'll That's see. good. I mean, luckily, you know, at, at this point in your Banjo-Kazooie tenure, you can probably start fresh and rip through a game in, you know, five or six hours on, on a casual run. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I could sit down and just play the whole game in one sitting and not. Right. Like, it, it takes like four and a half hours if I'm, like, just sitting there focused on it. In the zone, right. It's a good time. Banjo is a good game, and I'm, I'm very happy to have had it in my life. And I'm very glad that it's coming to the Nintendo Switch Online so that more people can experience it. Uh, quick question, guys, for the Nintendo Switch Online. Uh, Tony and I breached the, the subject last week when we talked about the Nintendo Direct. But what do you think the uh, the price point is going to be for the NSO Plus? Mm, 40 I think it's going to be 40 total. It'll be the tw the original 20 plus an extra 20. Yeah. I can see that. That's still less yeah. expensive than PSN and still less expensive than Xbox Live. Right. Right. And that's what they should aim for. 10 to 20 is, is where I feel like it'll land, but I don't know when they plan on revealing that information, but it's got to be soon. Has to yeah, be. hopefully. Hopefully. They're probably going to focus on their like Animal Crossing Direct and that kind of thing that's coming out soon or whatever. Ooh. I mean, that'll be good, too. I'm excited for that. <laughs> yeah, gotta gotta get that Brewster in my life. Maybe I'll actually listen. I haven't played Animal Crossing in about a year and a half. <laughs> Neither um, have I. <laughs> like I, I caught most of the fish and most of the bugs, and I'm like, I guess I'm done now. And meanwhile, <laughs> my girlfriend, who is like interior and exterior designer extraordinaire on the games, like they need to give us more stuff right now, or I'm going to lose my mind. And <laughs> yeah. So there's two camps of people out there <laughs> for Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> there's people who still play the game, and then there's me who's like, la di da, ooh, look, a new game came out. Time to ignore this forever, and let me get sucked into Hades for for 80 hours. Let's go. Oh, yeah, I mean, there you go. There, that's a better idea anyway. 
Just play Hades, <laughs> guys. That, so ban Animal Crossing players, just stop playing Animal Crossing. Go to Hades. I'm sure you'll love it. Same game. Similar <laughs> game. Similar experience. Very calming, that one. <laughs> I mean, both both games are hell if you really think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> A forever purgatory you can never escape. When I die, I want to go to my Animal Crossing island. Oh. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I want to just go to Treasure Trove Cove. Yes. Hang out with Nipper. <laughs> Nipper. I think that wraps up Banjo-Kazooie. You guys have any other final thoughts on the game? I love uh... it. One of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> Best game. That's all. Play it. Oh, beautiful. I have more thoughts on the series as a whole, but if we're just focusing on Banjo-Kazooie and not Tui or Nuts and Bolts, then yes. I mean, we don't talk about nuts and bolts. Uh, I do. <laughs> I do. I do. Have I, me on. Have me on to talk about nuts and bolts and nothing else. <laughs> All right, Josh, you're coming back for the nuts and bolts episode. But first, either me or Tony has to play the game for more than 15 minutes for for this episode to go live. Oh, that's rough. No. Yeah, the game doesn't get good until like five, six, seven hours in. Oh no. Oops. That is deep. <laughs> that is very deep. Wow. Man, that's Banjo-Kazooie in a nutshell. Let's move on to a brand new segment. Uh, this Ooh. is a special segment literally for special guests. It's called Let's Interview Our Special Guest. Ooh-wee! <laughs> Whoa! I, I know. So Tony and I have each cooked up, you know, three or four questions, and we're going to just fire them off at Josh, and let's see how you handle the gauntlet. Tony, I'm going <gasps> to let you kick it off. Okay. Let's go. Well, what am I going to do with my other 46 questions, though, that I wrote for only doing that? <laughs> I'll answer them all. Let's do it. Lightning round. All right. Let's, all right. No, no, no. First guess. <laughs> first first time. We'll keep it We'll keep it easy. Here we go. How is your... I'm sorry. What <laughs> is your favorite food? Ooh. Oh, man. Gotta be... It's gotta be... Listen, I, I'm a sucker for, like, a good egg and sausage breakfast just like mm. Mm, super classic i make breakfast every day hash browns with it as well uh that's got to be it that's i mean that's a whole meal not just my favorite food but yeah Ooh, like a nice little <laughs> breakfast platter i like that. yeah oh yeah variety sometimes a little bacon in there but i'm, I'm, a, I'm a sausage man take that as you will it's a good answer <laughs> that, that's a good answer <laughs> That is one I'm, of my I'm writing all these down, by the way. I'm going to give you a score after this. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, yeah, that's. I, I get these uh, like vegetarian sausage patties, and, and I love making breakfast. So that's definitely a yeah, good answer. All right, I, that's an acceptable answer in my book. Um, all right, so <laughs> all right, what do we got? How old were you when you were introduced to games, and what were your first few? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, so yeah, I was probably four. I'm I'm 28 now, so like that would have been 1997. I for my birthday, a friend of mine gave me his copies of Pokemon Red and Blue. So that wow. would have been like like my first, uh, well, the first game experience that I had of games that I owned. I, I definitely played like Pac Man and Tetris before that, but. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that that was that was it. Pokemon was my first experience with video games, really, my deepest wow. first experience, I should say. Yeah, wow, that's uh, yeah, that'll just live in your soul forever. I was just watching a good YouTube video uh, 
caught like everything wrong with the Pokemon main series games, but he actually does a good job defending. I wish we could link it or I could remember the name, but that's okay. No credit to any authors or anything like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Pokemon is uh, definitely one that clings to your soul forever as it's clung to mine. and uh, it, it becomes a part of you. Yeah, oh, yeah it really that's does. A, that's a great first experience. I, I, that was definitely me at an early age too with pokemon but what are your top three favorite games of all time it has pokemon made its way into your heart um yeah well pokemon's in my top five at the very least but my top three are banjo kazooie obviously mm. uh portal 2 wow okay and the legend of zelda wind waker but breath of the wild is like ambiguously floating around there <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Wow. I, I feel like everybody has their favorite Zelda. Like, I feel like everybody acknowledges Breath of the Wild as, like, this wonderful experience that it is. But when you talk about everybody's favorite Zelda outside of Breath of the Wild, I feel like everybody has, like, a different one with Breath of the Wild hanging on, just hovering over. Breath of the Wild is almost on a different level. Like, it's you almost got to put it on its own top yeah. games list <laughs> like by itself like over there <laughs> it's not just a game it's an experience really it kind of is wow yeah those are that's a, a good variety <laughs> of games uh yeah. i love that wind waker wind waker especially is one of those games that in the same vein as banjo kazooie where i can go back to that and just be in the world and like <laughs> it, you know it's just so relaxing to just be out there um amongst the waves especially when you you have a game that you're so familiar with and that you're so used to that like to me i hear zelda and it's a very scary intimidating word to me i'm just like oh that game that's a hard game that's a big boy game but like (laughs) if you said pokemon fire red i'd be like oh yeah i live in pallet town i could tell you where any pokemon spawns anything anywhere in the game like the islands i'm just like that's the feeling that i get from so many zelda players that i don't have with that game that i kind of why but i'm like too yeah. intimidated to get there with because it's to me it's a difficult game like ocarina time for n64 i played it probably around the time i played banjo kazooie and if i didn't have the internet to coast me through the entire game and i only got to like the fourth dungeon i wouldn't have even got there i was like this is impossible as, as <laughs> to me as a yeah, gamer I, for my little peanut mind <laughs> so <laughs> But uh, it's it's cool to to have you know those few games where it's like yeah I can go in any of these you know different universes right now and just feel comfortable and just you know yeah. be happy with it. So yeah, yeah. Those are I mean especially when too. the the real world is gets to be so dark sometimes you're like I need an escape and this island adventure is here for me you know. <laughs> <laughs> and Portal too, yeah, that's uh. That, that I love that because Halo 2 is in mine. I don't want to keep talking about myself, but it's the realm of Nintendo and then, you know, is in my heart. And then there's just like these other obscure games. And I think Portal 2, I've heard nothing yeah. but amazing things about it. So having that in there too, that's awesome. That's a Such very a clean game. Portal 2 is fantastic. It's, it's, I, I am a sucker for like puzzles that make me really think. And, like, mm-hmm. I want to, and especially with Portal 2, like, the main campaign of Portal 2 is fine or whatever, but the draw for me for Portal 2 was always the fact that they, they had custom levels that pe- you could just download people's custom levels that they made. So, 
it's exponentially harder <laughs> sometimes <laughs> with people's custom levels. And so, yeah, you know, I would sit there for an hour and just stare at a level for a while. And you know, some people are definitely not into that, but I, I like the, the eureka moment of like, oh, I finally figured this thing out that I've been staring at for an hour. <laughs> Plus the, the multiplayer they have where you could play as two different portal yeah. boys was such a genius move. Yes. So good. Portal 3 win. <laughs> I, I, listen, Never. I just can't wait for Portal 3 when we can play as three Portal Boys at once. There you go. <laughs> Too many portals. Maybe not enough, depending on who you ask. <laughs> we need more portals! <laughs> I need to play as Cave Johnson right now. <laughs> Please! <laughs> Yo, a Portal prequel would be fire. <laughs> it would, actually, yeah. Totally. Like, before all the this, this stuff went down? Like, maybe mm-hmm. when this, all the this stuff went down? That would be tight. I'm going to give you one more. One more good one. This is a little bit on your toes kind of question. And then I'm going to let Bill take over with his uh, long list. Um, what would you say is your biggest video game accomplishment? Oh, my God. <laughs> that's, a, that, that, that's one where if someone asked me, I'd be like, oh, uh, I, I don't know. I, I play... Mario oh, sometimes man. I beat the lap you know yeah take your time <laughs> take your time yeah no I uh I think uh my biggest video game accomplishment man you know uh looking back on I was for some reason because we've been talking about Banjo Kazooie so much Banjo Kazooie comes to mind um mm. there it was very 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 easy to accidentally delete your file on the N64 version of Banjo Kazooie Mm-hmm. Um, because your your thumb your finger rests right there on the Z button for the N sixty four controller, and the Z button is how you is how you deleted the files. And I uh, I deleted my file at the final boss uh, <sighs> on my first ever playthrough of the game, and which which by the way I was like five years old, so it took me like a year and a half to do my first playthrough of the game. Oh and so of course God. I get to the final boss and accidentally delete my file, so. Immediately, I had to start that shit back up and go through it again. So that, there you go. That's my biggest gaming accomplishment is having the, the balls to go back and do the game again. That, that is such a perfect answer. That's a 10 out of 10 answer to me because uh, I was like a 23-year-old person that got hit by a crab in the second level and was like, or even in the first level when I backed out or got killed or whatever, and I was like, oh, I have to collect all this stuff again. I'm done. You were literally five years old. <laughs> the final <laughs> boss, that's unbelievable to me. So you get all the credit and respect from me in the world. And uh, the gold star. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Yeah, you got thank, you got some moxie. <laughs> you thank you for do. thank you for those wonderful questions, Tony. I, that well, you you made me think for a second. Well, thank there. you, thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm glad I could come up with a couple of good ones. I didn't <laughs> like you know generic like what's your favorite game and stuff. I tried to make it a little deeper than that and yeah, a I'm, I'm happy they were a little, a little spice to them, a little chili pea. <laughs> <laughs> a little Easter egg reference for you know people that watch some things, and uh, uh, bro, yeah, I've seen Bill. I've seen I've seen Breaking Bad like six times. So oh, I've even. seen it three all the way through. Yeah, it's my favorite show. <laughs> it's such a good show. Such a good show. So I have a couple of interview questions myself. I'm gonna fire them off. Uh, first question: Banjo Kazooie has three file selects that you can choose from and each one showcases banjo doing a different activity what is your go-to file select number when you start a new game 
Do you have a preference? Great question, because yes, I do have a preference, as do, I, I imagine almost every Banjo fan has a preference. Uh, uh, now, it's almost always the Game Boy, him, him and Kazooie playing the Game Boy. Sure. Um, but when I was a kid, for some reason, I was very, I really liked the one where he's cooking at the thing. I don't the know why. The great. I just loved it. And also, there were, one thing that would happen sometimes is the animation would change every so often. And mm-hmm. one of the animations for when he's cooking is he would just, like, the whole wall would flip around. And he would flip into the back of the wall like a, like a haunted mansion kind of situation. It's so good. There, so <laughs> um, there's a specific timing. It has to do with, like, the goldfish. When you hit the, the file select as, like, the goldfish is tapping against the glass. What? Yeah, yeah. There's, like, there's specific timing to it. I didn't know that at all. I didn't know you could, like, like figure it out. That's cool. Yeah. Like, oh, oh it's just the random. internet. It's the internet. They'll figure anything out. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, Damn. there's there's a, a bonus animation that you can get for any one of the three. And I loved the trapdoor banjo when he's cooking. It was so yep. good. Yeah. The bed, when he's laying in the bed, the, he gets flung out of the bed. Just yeeted. Gets yeeted out through the window. <laughs> uh, I don't know what the special animation is for the Game Boy one, but yeah, I, I've always been a cook, like a chef. Like File Two is like my go-to, so I, I don't really know what the Game Boy one's all about. Yeah. Next question: What's not supposed to go at an angle? <laughs> the wind in Super Mario Sunshine, Bill. <laughs> the wind in Super Mario Sunshine. I hate those enemies. <laughs> Those little stupid things, they go, they're the worst. Freaking, they knock me off the tight ropes. I'm trying to get the eight red coins, Bill. (laughs) Listen, it's it's Pianta Village for me. Just crossing that bridge when you got those wind guys for no reason. They're like, all right, we're just going to be the worst for about 30 seconds, and we're going to add about 10 times more anxiety than the rest of the level actually provides. <laughs> oh God man! Damn. What a great question. <laughs> I want one more. This one. This one. Uh, I did a little deep diving for this one, and it it really made me think of old YouTube here. Do you ever go back through your old YouTube Let's Play videos? And I'm talking about the titles specifically. Do you do you ever go back and think how frequently the YouTube algorithm kind of shifted and it forced creators to kind of tweak the way that they titled Let's Play episodes? So like every six months to a year you would change up the format from like let's play game to just game title back to yep. let's play back to game title once i took let's play out of the title i never went back but yes that has happened many times youtube has changed so much every year they change something and it's always it's always the titles and the thumbnails that end up changing the most right and yeah i i have gone through several different um like thumbnail and title formats and I, I I'm not sure any of them really helped <laughs> <laughs> right that that's like the biggest takeaway I think I think it was just like I don't know how much it changed really but it, it's just funny to see because I was looking through your channel and like I at least like at the very beginning of your YouTube career there was a lot of like tweaking in the things and I'm like I remember doing this like this was yeah this was like one of the biggest headaches of early YouTube let's playing, and I was just like, I have to bring this up. I have. There to was bring one this up. point where I, I I tried to go back and like retrofit titles as well. Um, oh, okay. Which was a pain in the ass because once you have like hundreds of videos, you know that takes forever. Mm-hmm. So 
I stopped doing that. Back when YouTube had that 10-minute time limit. Yes, that uh, that as well. Oh, my God. What a what a hurdle that was for gamers. Mm -hmm. And I have one last question. Uh, this is for the whole class. We, we're all pretty familiar with The Legend of Zelda. It's a scary game for big boys sometimes. Uh, Thank you. What Link in a Zelda universe battle royale would win? Ooh. Like, what Link What Link you think has the upper hand? Hmm. This is the deepest question, I know. This is the <laughs> deepest one of the night, Bill. The deepest one. Tony, what do you think? Uh, I think Toon Link's the cutest one. So him. <laughs> Toon Link would win purely on cuteness. I think Majora's Mask Link has the most equipment. And okay. also Fierce Deity Link <laughs> exists there. I mean, you have to assume Link has access to all of his masks in this battle, right? Yeah. So that's a lot. Like, he has a lot going for him. Majora's Mask Link, I think, would win. Which is the Ooh. same one as Ocarina of Time Link, technically. I mean, he could just put on... The, doesn't the stone mask make him, like, invisible? Yeah. Does he just pop on that stone mask? Boom. No one sees him. Yeah. Or, you know... He, the, like, again, the Fierce Deity mask. You can put that on right. and just, like, become Super Saiyan Link. So... <laughs> I, I do think there is a Super Saiyan Link that already exists. And I think that's that's Hyrule Warriors Link. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I feel yes. like Hyrule Warriors Link might just be able to just yeet everybody because man the physics in that game are they give link some power <laughs> what do you think bill um honestly I, I i do think it's probably hyrule warriors link but if i had yeah. to pick a mainline zelda and we're not getting into to side stories here i'd probably go with i feel like breath of the wild link just like has the edge he's got food man Homie he can he has food. put away some and snacks, and he's he's good to go. <laughs> uh, good question. Oh, man. Deep, deep, deep question. That was interview our special guest, our new segment. We uh, did it. We, we got there, guys. We nailed it. Now, we have our next segment called Tip of the Hat, Wag of the Finger. Basically, we give, our, we, uh, give somebody some props with our tip of the hat. We give somebody negative props for Wag of the Finger. I'm going to start off with the tip of the hat to, to Daddy Sakurai for really, really nourishing his kids uh, <laughs> the, the best way a father could. I mean, really, just, I, I know we already talked about it, but but hats off to that man for really just going out with a bang. Yeah, he really earned, like, a retirement <laughs> with that one. He, he, he really said, never talk to me or my son ever again. He's like, I, let, let me let me just go and make a Kirby game or something. Like, <laughs> come on now, guys. <laughs> we is, did it. Is, is Sakurai the lead for uh, Forgotten City or whatever it's called? I have no idea. I because no that, idea. that would just be there. insane. I'd be like, man, you got to take a break, dog. <laughs> <laughs> right? Any, uh, any tip of the hats that you guys have that you'd like to to offer to the universe tip of the hat to uh my boy steven george another okay. let's player vlogger here on the youtubes the internets on twitch as well uh i only say this because he's just a huge inspiration to me and uh he's a great friend and has been uh, a voice of reason somebody to talk to about things sometimes and i'm just i'm just very happy that uh, I'm, I'm good friends with him Awesome, man. What an answer. What a good answer. You know, I got I got two and I can tell you I'm not 
uh, a very religious person, but I swear to God that the first tip of the hat says Daddy Sakurai. So <laughs> the fact that you said that too is just like insane. You could have just said Sakurai, but no, after what he did, he will be Daddy forever. That is insane. That's one. And the second one is actually, and this is kind of a little, uh, blend of our our next segment of what we've been playing and i haven't been playing a whole lot lately because i've been learning (laughs) something i don't normally do but uh tip of the hat to an app called duolingo for teaching me japanese right now because i've wanted to learn it for a long time and uh yeah and i'm just like you know what i i want to learn for a bunch of different reasons and i'm gonna do it and I'm doing it, and I feel like I'm actually picking up some hiragana, and uh, yeah, it's going pretty good so far. I want to just stick to the books and keep my head, you know, learnings and stuff, and uh, yeah, well, I'll keep you guys updated. That's awesome, yeah. dude. Good Thanks. for your brain. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, and, and Duolingo is great because it's a free app, so you can learn any language for the most part uh, for free 99, and it is literally like a phenomenal resource you can get it on any phone service i believe yeah it's great the few ads are not a big deal and uh there's something with like a heart system when you run out of hearts honestly i've never run i've never run out of them before because the questions are like what's this mean and most of the time you can just click on the word it'll tell you what it means and then just pick the answer until you get to like the end of the courses then you have to remember but by then you you pretty much remember so it's like i don't know it's It's very very lenient it makes you feel like you're doing a good job with positive reinforcement as opposed to no that's not what that is like you you know it's just i don't know very very good so you're saying it doesn't provide you with that 1950s school experience of getting beat over the head with a ruler for getting an (laughs) answer wrong that's exactly what i'm saying I'm out. <laughs> Never mind. Wag of the finger. Aww. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, man. Right to the wag. Didn't even, <laughs> doesn't even just back out. Just instantly wags. No, no, no. no. Listen, save your wag of the fin- finger for Twitch. That's my wag of the finger. My wag of the finger is at Twitch. <laughs> yeah, no, that was actually what I wrote down for my wag of the finger. Uh, was for Twitch. I had a and, feeling. <laughs> you know, and, and I put in parentheses also uh, the mean boys at 4chan. Uh, <laughs> the ones who actually did that. I mean, you gotta you gotta yeah. be mad at the people who actually hacked it too. True, yeah. Um, for for being, uh, I'll, I will say though, one thing that came out of the Twitch uh, leak was, you know, it did show a lot of the payouts for people and some of the some of the discourse about like some of like the top fifty to one hundred people has been kind of amusing. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it it is still like a a bad situation. Uh, Twitch needs to hire that hacker onto their security team i mean like that that's how these these teams should like figure out who their their staff are it's like oh you hacked our servers well let's let's make it a uh, a better situation you you can come on board and you got to help us make it better i think that is actually how it works sometimes <laughs> i think so too i think google did that oh yeah, did they absolutely absolutely i heard that a long time ago yeah jeffrey bezos get 4chan on the horn and strike a deal. That's that's all we're saying. <laughs> Come on, Jeffrey. You can do it. You can do it, Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, wasn't Inside great? Yeah. Yes. Loved it. Loved it. Every it, second of it. 
it's actually grown on me so much. I when I watched it the first time, I had borderline panic anxiety. But like as I've <laughs> listened to the music and have been able to separate it from the special itself, yeah. Damn, they're bops. Yeah, some good stuff in there. Bob Burnham's talented. <sighs> Crazy. We listen to the Welcome to the Internet at least three times a day. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the first time I've ever put music on a playlist on Spotify that's comedic and not just you know what people would consider regular music like I think the music really? is so well done and yeah that's the first I, time I, I I'm a big fan of like comedy stuff for music like just some of the goofy like goofy songs and things I just I love it like big weird Al fan I love Tenacious I was just gonna say oh that. my god I yeah. was gonna say weird Al yeah maybe I'm a liar ninja sex party like there's all kinds of, there's there's so many so good. I, so I will say though, the, the song "Problematic" on Inside did spurn me to uh, just clear my. I went through my old tweets and I was like, "What did I say? What did I do? Let's get rid of those." <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Probably for oh, the best. Absolutely for the best. It's all good. Wag of the finger to my former self. <laughs> Same. <laughs> <laughs> but we're we're all growing, people. That's that's the whole point. We're we're growing yeah. as people. Uh, it's and true. in in that growth, we play new video games. Uh, what games have y'all been playing? Uh, I started playing Eastward. Ooh, that's like that uh, Earthbound looking kind of game that it was an indie game that came out, right? Yeah, it's like a cross between Earthbound and Zelda. Like the gameplay is very Zelda esque as well. Oh, uh, it's it's really wow. good. It's it's fantastic. Um, I haven't gotten very far in it, so I can't really speak too much on it, but. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm playing. Also, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart. Oh, so good. Oh, did you finally get a hold of a PlayStation Five? I did. Oh, so good. What are your What are your initial thoughts on uh, Ratchet? Yeah. Uh, it's it's really 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 good. I'm, I'm going through a challenge mode playthrough right now, but I it doesn't scratch all the the the, the same itches that like the PS3 Ratchets did for me. Right. Uh, or even the originals. There's there's. I feel like there there could be more done. It they, just feels like a very standard Ratchet and Clank they experience. They played it very safe with this game. Yes. And probably for the best because the big difference being like the 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 story and the characters and the setting is mainly their focus rather than like gameplay features. Right. Uh, so they kind of just took all the gameplay features from past Ratchet and Clank games and just did that again instead of trying to like make anything too crazy new but uh, there's a couple things like like uh like there's like that new the bonus new dash thing that you can do and like mm-hmm. um you know they brought back the hover boots from from crack and time which i'm glad they did because that's like the greatest thing they ever added to the game so good so yeah it's really good it's really fantastic it's not my favorite i think crack and time is still my favorite but it's really good tony what have you been playing man uh, honestly not a whole lot um i bought monkey ball banana mania for the Switch because one of our uh, weekly game night games is Monkey Target and Super Monkey Ball 2. Um, and, yeah, what a letdown. Wow. <laughs> Wait, really? Oh. Is it is it bad? <laughs> oh, oh no. it's awful. Oh, it's awful. Yeah, they, it, they just Did they tweak the physics or what's the... Everything. Uh, yeah, oh. the, yeah, basically the, they combined, like, maps from 1 and 2. They give you options do you want items on do you want the like, danger wheel or whatever the hell it's called do you want that on and uh and then you're just like all right here we go and right right when you see that beautiful four player split screen 
you're just like, wow, these graphics are shit. This is a Nintendo Switch game. This looks terrible. And then the physics are so bad. Like, I would have been happy with an updated graphical, like, port exactly the same game. But they, they switched up stuff and it was... Maybe this is my coming on 30-year-old self not being patient enough with games and saying, oh, I'll learn it, I'll learn it. But we all, everyone in the room was pretty much like, this is borderline unplayable. And we played a couple other mini-games. We played Monkey Fight and and bowling was good. I don't I really don't know how you could mess up bowling. I mean, that's that's a a good mini-game. But as far as Target goes, (laughs) that's our favorite one. And that was such a letdown. I didn't play the main game yet. Don't know if I ever will. Is that a $60 title or is that 40 It's 40 I always pick up my new games at Walmart because, like, $40 games are, like, $33 and $60 games are $50. So, I don't know why. Yeah, so they just do that. <laughs> so, yeah, I got it for, like, after tax. It was, like, 36.03 or something like that. So, it's good. Crazy. It's a nice um, big box kind of game. It's not just, like, a it's like a special edition or anniversary edition or whatever it is so it looks nice on the shelf and i'm happy to have it as a monkey ball fan but yeah gameplay wise i i don't know how much how many miles we're gonna get out of it yeah i think they're just like testing the waters again to see if they're gonna make a new one um that's kind of what i that's kind of what i see on the horizon make i hope they do a new one actually i mean well they they came out with one about a year ago like that banana blitz yeah, mm-hmm. which was that was a, awful. It was an HD port of a of basically the worst one, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, and I it, think and so. It, yeah, the Wii one, one of them. And this is supposedly the the HD port of the the better one, <laughs> right? And apparently they're all trash. Dang, <laughs> wag wagging the finger to Sega. But you can for... you can play as Sonic. <laughs> you can play as Sonic. You could play as Kiryu. You yeah, could play as yeah, Monster Rancher guy. <laughs> Hello Kitty is DLC. <laughs> oh my what? god! <laughs> what is happening? Wait, Tony, I need you to uh, download Hello Kitty and reevaluate everything. Yeah, because you if, you, tweak, if you that'll change if your you mind. mentally replace it as a Hello Kitty game and not as a Super Monkey Ball game, it may become passable. All right, all right. <laughs> Hello to, Kitty Ball. To, to, to that point, I will say this: at one point, when I was deep collecting Wii U stuff. Um, there's a game that is now not worth too much, but Hello Kitty Cruisers with a K, <laughs> which they actually remade for the Switch. Why? Not sure, because where I'm going with this, you'll you'll probably understand that in a second. Um, at, for the Wii U, that version was pretty rare. It was like a $125 game at one point, and uh, wow. I got my hands on one. Luckily, GameStop hookups, real cheap. It was great. They didn't sell it for expensive. I got it, and it was one of if not the worst game i've ever played in my life probably i mean a horrible horrible game a good game for like a four-year-old maybe um i i beat it a hundred percent of the whole thing in probably 40 minutes i want to say um awful game horrible game and uh so i 
don't want to ever use Hello Kitty as a character <laughs> ever again in any game. <laughs> so, what, you don't want to pay real money to download Hello Kitty into your bad monkey ball game? <laughs> what? <laughs> I can't say I do. I'm sorry. Oh my god. If Sonic the Hedgehog isn't a saving grace in a monkey ball game, and that's a cool thing that they did, but right, I, there's, there's, I don't know, I don't know who they could put. They could put like Charmander in a ball, and I'm still just not gonna play it, you know. <laughs> Man, if, if they can't sell you with a Pokemon, then the game's hopeless. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. I will still give it. It is a remake, so I don't. I haven't played the Wii ones. I have them. Um, I think I sold them. I have one of them. I need to get step and roll, but whichever ones, I should play the main series, the main story before I talk more crap. But from what I've played so far, nothing but crap. Big wag. Sorry. Not sorry. Hey, you hate to see it. Womp womp. So the games that I've been playing this week, of course, uh, I, I recently, I actually just bought Hades like uh, two weeks ago. I mentioned it a little bit. I, I'm still pretty deep in the cut. I have managed to defeat Hades a couple times, so I was pretty pumped about that. Uh, I've also been playing Banjo-Kazooie, not only in preparation for this, but I'm going to be doing my first ever attempt at a speed run in any game ever. Uh, nice! In Sick. two weeks at the Stacked Game Marathon, which is a charity stream event that's going to be happening on Twitch. Now, I know we talked a lot of smack about them, but listen, Twitch <laughs> is still kind of home. Uh, now, <laughs> twitch.tv slash Stacked Game Marathon is going to be having a 72-hour event starting October 22nd at 8 a.m. Eastern and running until well after midnight Sunday night. It's going to be a non-stop event. Yours truly is going to be streaming a, uh, a speed run of Banjo-Kazooie on Saturday morning. So I'm going to be chirping in your ear while you do it. Oh, you're going to be on CoComs for that? Yeah, dude. Oh, good looks. Good looks. Uh, so, <laughs> guys, if, if you if you had fun here, you're going to have fun there, yeah. I promise. Uh, but it's, it's for a really good cause. We're partnering up with Stream for a Cause. They're a charity event that brings light to smaller charities that don't have the public platform that other charities do. So they, they work with smaller charities, and it's you know they're they're really phenomenal people, and it's going to be a really good time. And that's what what I've been playing. That's awesome, wow. dude. Yeah, that's yeah. great. So I'm, I'm excited for your first speed run of banjo. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm a little nervous, but have you been I, practicing? I I played through it once so far. <laughs> once, <laughs> one oh, time. A very interesting speed run. Then. It's, you're gonna you're gonna be watching it because you've probably like watched speedruns, uh, and you're gonna be like, you are taking the least optimal routes. <laughs> oh, you dude, some of the stuff they do in banjo speedruns is nuts, man. So, I don't really know much about it, unfortunately. I'm also gonna be speedrunning on the the Xbox version, not the Nintendo 64 yeah. version. So, Diff- and that I know is a different speedrun. I, I know a lot of the shenanigans you can do in the N64, but you can't do it in the Xbox, but. It's fine. It'll be a good time. It's going to be good people, and it's going to be for a good cause. So yeah, that brings us about to the end of the podcast. I want to thank everybody here for listening. Thank you by both uh, Josh and Tony for hanging out today. Josh, where can the people find you if they want to listen to you, hear you, see you? Yeah, I can be found on YouTube uh, and Twitch at Josh Jepson and on Twitter mainly. I don't really do anything else. Uh I have a Discord. It's public. If you want to join it, you can. Um, but yeah, besides that, I just kind of do my my thing. I'm playing the video games. Doing Metroid Dread is like my most recent 
thing that I'm going to be doing. So if you're into that sort of thing, I'll be doing that. Um, yeah, find me on find me on the internet, Josh Jepson. Thank you so much. And if you like this show, you can follow us. We're available on Apple. We're available on Spotify. We're available on YouTube. If you do follow us on Apple, we do request that you give us a five-star review and or leave a comment because that really helps with visibility. Uh, We are also on Instagram. We're on Twitter. And we have a YouTube channel. Everything's at Games of Our Pod. And we want to thank you very much. You can find Tony on Instagram at the poker rapper you can find myself on all all social platforms at build the fajita and we hope you have a wonderful day thank you so much for listening any parting words fellas i i just want to say thank you for having me on as the first guest that's a huge honor uh and i i really appreciate you guys immensely like this was a lot of fun so i'm really i'm really happy thank you absolutely tony any parting words yeah, just a lot of thank yous. Uh, thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to Josh for being our first guest and being what a what a high bar to set for all the other guests. Now that we're gonna have on, just so knowledgeable and, and funny and just uh, yeah, just a, a great. Honestly, you could you could just take my spot on the show honestly if you want <laughs> i got a couple jokes once in a while, but you're just like spewing out knowledge and just uh yeah, what a yeah, what an honor. Thank you for being on here. And, uh, yeah, this was a great episode. Thanks, Bill, for making all this happen and, uh, and bringing Josh here. And, yeah, thanks, everyone. All righty. Well, we will be talking next week about uh, a really fun Nintendo 64 franchise. And we will see you then. So thank you. Have a wonderful night. And take it easy, folks. Bye. Bye.